0: To have a conversation about race and color, first
1: you need to see the world in black and white. Welcome to the motherhood in black and white podcast. This is the space where we will discuss family, faith, friendship, the future, and our fears with open minds and open hearts. We are two real women having real conversations tackling the tough stuff with a little humor and a whole lot of heart. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, podcast family. Welcome to episode one of the Motherhood in Black and White podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Kanji. I'm Tara. And today we are going to talk about what is on our minds as mothers. Yes. To homeschool or not to homeschool. That is the question. That is the big question. And I think, Tara, as a working mom, this question has gotten to be so much more difficult. And tell me a little bit about what you decided to do with your son and how you got to that decision. Yeah. So just to back that up a bit, of
0: course, we were homeschooling in March and April, kind of wrapping up the school year. And it was really difficult, you know, working from home and having to make sure he was getting his schoolwork done. It's double duty and it's, and it's hard. So as this school year was coming up, we were so nervous. We were like, is he going to go to school? We'd really like him to go to school. It's easier for everybody, obviously. But with the numbers where they've been and and how things are going with this pandemic, we really came to the realization that it just wasn't safe. You know, Gage has respiratory problems and he was he's been asthmatic and as a kid he had trouble and we just didn't feel like it was a safe space for him. So we decided to keep him home. They offered up. You could do in-person or at school at the time. This was before some additional decisions were made this last week. And we were just going to figure out how to do it.
1: You talk a little bit about Gage having respiratory issues. Mm-hmm. How has that affected his mental health with all of this? Yeah, it's so tough. And, and we have this in common,
0: right? Because Gage is an only child, so he's home by himself. And Roman is an only child.
1: Yep. Home by himself.
0: And I'm there, but I'm working. It's, I mean, I am working. I am at my computer. I'm in on calls. I'm, it is a busy job. And it's been tough. You know, this summer he'll come over and ask me if I can do something with him or wish I didn't have to work the whole time. And, and in general, he's a pretty tough kid. He's pretty resilient. And because he's an only child, he's good, you know, on his own generally. But the last couple of weeks, I've noticed, he's like, can I call my friend? Why can't we see anybody? There's not going to be a birthday party next week. It's so tough, you know. So I'll be really curious to see what this does, you know, how this affects him. We're trying to keep him engaged with his friends and, and be engaged with him as much as we can, too. In general, I think he's doing okay, but I do worry about it. So share
1: with me a little bit and share with our family a little bit about how it's been with you being a working mom. I'm also a working mom, but I want to hear your experience. How have you balanced it?
0: I will start by saying I recognize that in my job and in my position at my job, I'm very privileged in that I do have the ability to work from home. Three days a week is what I've been doing. There's flexibility there. Management has been flexible with me about that, and they've been great. And I know not everybody has that. But the experience is tough in addition to... Having to do my job from home, which I've never done, and stay focused. And I mean, you think you're going to be able to do it, but it's really hard, you know. It I could really do laundry, is. I could, you know, there's so many things at the house to keep me off track. So you know, that can be really tough. Let's just to stay within a structure and keep my day structured. And then I'm just constantly worried about my kid more so than when he was at school. When he was at school, I was like, he's good. He's got his buddies. He's got his teachers. You know, I didn't think about all day long, you know, I think about him, of course, but not like, is he okay? Is he, you know, and now I feel like I'm, even though we're in the same room, I'm constantly just like, I don't know if other moms feel this way, but I feel this way. If I feel like if I'm not keeping him entertained or engaged all the time that I'm failing. And so when he's at school, I'm not thinking about that all the time because he is engaged. He's good. But now he's at
1: home. Now it's just constant, you know, like on top of work. Exactly. And do you think that with him being an only child, mm-hmm. is there any sort of, of guilt that you have? Because that's what oh. I feel a lot is I <sighs> see my child. I see Roman spending a lot of time in front of the computer. Yes. and. It's like he's created this virtual world of friends and of friendships. And he spends more time in front of the computer that I would like him to. Yes. But at the same time, I'm trying to work and get things done. And so I kind of let him be. Yes. But then I have the guilt that he is just spending time in front of the computer yes. and I feel like I want to tell my husband let's go have another baby right now and my <laughs> husband is all for it <laughs> but like, let's just be yeah, I said, yeah. Then does he want to play with a baby though? <laughs> <Exactly> probably not <laughs> and hopefully in 10 months this will be behind us Yeah, we'll be having a different discussion so I try not to make a short-sighted decision based yes. upon how I'm feeling right now you yes know? absolutely uh, talk a little bit about your job and, and have you had any feelings about staying home and working remotely and not being present at your job and what impact that's going
0: to have? Yeah, that's a great question. Honestly, we pushed most of our employees home. So I have a team of people under me. It's about 14, 15 people and they're almost all at home. So I don't feel like, I don't feel pressure about that because if anything, they're at home more than I am. So I feel like that's okay. I I feel really grateful because job wise in general, I feel good. Like I feel like it's going well and there's no pressure. Everybody knows that they're getting out of me what they were going to get out of me. So I, I feel okay about that. There are things that are hard though. Like I know you probably have this experience, like sometimes it's easier just to sit down at a table and work something out. And so I do feel like projects are stretching and I'm having to work more to get input and, I do enjoy the connection with my coworkers and colleagues, I do enjoy that on a regular basis, and so I think even for us, like adults, I know we get really stuck on how the kids are doing mentally without that connection. But I can see it in myself that I'm really missing like this, like sitting across from you talking right now. It feels socially great. distanced. Of yes.
1: course, we are six. We are six feet apart. Yes, we are socially that distanced.
0: We're following the rules, but I mean, just sitting next to somebody that's not my husband or son and having Conversation feels amazing. (laughs) Absolutely. So, Kanji, you've been asking all the questions. So, let's talk a little bit about uh, your family and what decision you guys made with Uh,
1: school. We are very fortunate that Roman doesn't have health issues. And again, we came home from spring break in March, and our public school system announced while we were on spring break Mm -hmm. that there was going to be a two-week online learning experience and I was able to get permission from work to work from home while I stayed with Roman for two weeks. And Roman being in the fifth grade, he was so excited about staying home and sleeping in. But week three, it got to be a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Week four, it became pretty unbearable. Um, and again, I think the issue we had with deciding whether or not to keep him home this fall unfortunately was guided more by the economic reality than the health issue because I was expected to go back to work in June. Mm. I was deemed an essential employee at my bank and I think it's, it's so interesting because you and I are both banking executives, mm-hmm. you know, coming yeah, from different it's levels. Interesting. And we'll, we'll t- we we could talk yeah. about that later and dive into it. But I also am one of the only executives that has a school age child. Yeah. And so I have those concerns. And the concern that I feel like I would be failing my job if I stayed home because some of my coworkers don't have that same concern when they're going back to the office. Because ultimately, I would like to stay home and homeschool Roman, but I don't have the opportunity to with my job. My job has been very, very flexible and and has been understanding of my situation but when we send him back to school, I think my husband and I have made the decision to send him back because we don't have family here and we need him to go back to school. So we've been teaching him now, like you got to Masks up, bruh. Masks <laughs> up always <laughs> in everything you do. And yeah. just teaching him good habits and trying to navigate this as we go, because the decision might change daily. Right. I don't know if you heard today that the school district for Our neighboring county, Tara, said that the kids are not going to go back to in-person learning until September 28th. Wow. I did not hear that. Yes. So that was just announced. What would happen in your world if this is a virtual experience for the entire school year? How Mm -hmm. will you feel? How will Gage
0: feel? Well, Gage will be super excited. I'm going to tell you something. He misses his friends, but he does not miss sitting in a classroom. I assure you. (laughs) But I was curious, before we get down that rabbit hole again, I was thinking about what you were saying about sending him back to school under the new guidelines, right? So we've heard these new guidelines about the masks and the plexiglass and the six feet. And, you know, we talked about Gage's mental health if he were at home by himself. But what do you think about what that might do to Roman and his mental health, having to go to school with a mask and sitting apart from his friends or having plexiglass dividers? I mean, what do you think about that?
1: You asked a really heartbreaking question. And I think that gets into the crux, into the meat of exactly why we're having this discussion. Because ultimately, we as moms are trying to, in many ways, make decisions that are best for our kids. Mm. And we don't know if those are the right or the wrong decisions. And sometimes I just feel like I'm closing my eyes (laughs) and I'm throwing a dart at the dartboard and hoping I hit the bullseye, you know? I honestly feel that that's it. We're just trying to do the best we can for our kids. And we make decisions based on the information we have at the time. And it's weird because you look back at some of the decisions that we we made when these kids were younger, decisions about what house to live in, what school district to go to. And you know, as a mom, that these decisions are going to impact every aspect of their life. Mm -hmm. And we can just sit there. And sometimes we sit there for far too long. Yes. (laughs) And question, did I do the right thing? Because I think that sending Roman back to school will be good for him. I don't know what it's doing to him. And often I stand in the kitchen and I look at him playing on the computer in his virtual world. And I just question if I'm doing the right thing by my kid. You know, and I hope that he understands at the end of the day, everything that his father and I are doing is for him. Absolutely. Do you talk to
0: him about that? I know with Gage, for example, we sat down, the three of us. I think that's an interesting, I don't know if everybody does that, but with Gage being an only kid, sometimes I feel like we try to involve him, you know, when we make decisions about things. And we sat down as a family and we were like, we need to talk about what this is going to look like, you know, for school in the fall and what you think about it and what we think about it and how he thought it might work better. And, uh, It's so hard because I think he knows, I know he knows, I know he knows that we are doing the best that we can and he for sure knows we are not perfect.
1: (laughs) He for sure knows we are not perfect. My son does not know that I'm not perfect (laughs) and he never will. What you just said is so interesting, Tara. So you said that you and Jason Mm -hmm. tend to involve Gage in your conversations. And what's interesting to me is when you were saying that, I realized that I don't ever involve my only <laughs> child in conversations, but wondering whether or not that's because that's a cultural thing. My mother mm-hmm. raised me to say that, you know, these are adult conversations mm-hmm. and these decisions are just adult decisions. And that kind of will take me back to the very beginning of what this conversation and what this podcast is all about. Yep. So we talk about motherhood in black and white. Yep. And This is an audio blog, so people may not realize this, but (laughs) one of us is black and one of us is white. Spoiler alert, family. (laughs) I, the woman who is not including my child in these decisions, I'm a black mom and I'm raising a black son. Mm -hmm. And you having a white son, and it's weird because our sons are very close in age. Very close. Yep. And I think that it's going to be an interesting conversation to find out how race and identity and culture maybe also takes a part into some of the decisions we make. Kind of steer the choices. Kind of steer the choices. Mm-hmm. So so let's like talk a little bit about that. As a white mom in suburban Dallas, yes. Like, how do you feel your experience has been? And we talked a little bit about talking to Gage about The pandemic. Yes. Do you also talk to Gage about current events and social justice issues?
0: You know, I do. I I will say I'm not always great about bringing it to the table. If he asks me questions, I answer them honestly. We talk about it in real words and real language. But if he doesn't see it first or ask me a question, I don't necessarily drop it on the table and go, hey, let's talk about what's going on. In the world today, obviously, COVID is different because that is affecting him every day currently and, and, and us and how we're doing. And some of the social justice things happening in the world don't necessarily hit his doorstep on a regular basis. And so I, I don't know if I'm always great about shining a light. I'm more of like, I kind of let him bring me the conversation. And we have had conversations when he has seen news stories or or heard things at school. We've had conversations about social justice and racial inequality and, and what that looks like. He had a lot of questions when they were learning about Martin Luther King at school and questions about what that looked like during those times. And, and you know, we had some honest conversations about it, just about what, what that really meant and how harmful, you know, it had been at the time. But, he's not as aware as of of
1: the social justice happening in the world. He's much more aware about the pandemic right now. Right. And I think having you as a mother, you're just going to raise his awareness about everything that happens. That's (laughs) just who you are with your left-brained itself. So it's interesting how we got on this
0: topic asking me about Gage and our discussions regarding social justice. Do you think it's a cultural difference that I include Gage in our conversations, but you don't necessarily include Roman in your conversations? I think it's so interesting
1: that you ask that, Tara, (laughs) because one of the things that I have learned in the last few years is trying not to make those assumptions about people, about what their experiences are, what their experiences have been, and what they look like. And more than making those assumptions, I've gotten to a point where I want to have those conversations to find out. Because I think that I would ask the question – is this the reason that she and her husband are having these discussions? Is this something that is normal in white culture? Mm-hmm. Because that's not something that I know. Yeah, I also don't know everything about black culture. I know that in my household growing up, children were to be seen and not heard. And my mother never included me in any discussion about (laughs) anything that was going on. This is what you're doing. This is what it's going to be. And this is what it is. And that's how I was raised. So I think it's interesting, but I think that it will be so enlightening to me and to our family as we start to get to know each other more. Mm -hmm. And as we start to just talk a little bit more with transparency and with authenticity about how we grew up, our experiences as a white woman and as a black woman in society, and how those experiences shape how we are as mothers. Yes. And I think it's so interesting. And I am excited to be on this journey with you and just to talk to you and have these conversations. A lot of times, we don't ask the questions. And I realize that if we ask the questions and have the conversations, we get so much more clarity, so
0: much more out of it. I feel like even based on the topic we've been discussing today around school choice in this time of pandemic, you know, there's a lot of assumptions and judgment people make about the decision you make. Like, well, uh, well, she made that decision, and that's this and that. But when we get into it, and we find out that. Gage has respiratory issues. And so we're going to try to make it work where he can be home. And you have some issues where you have to be on site at work. And so you've got to make that work. And I mean, it looks completely different, both completely valid reasons for the choice we're making. And I think it's so, so interesting when you just really talk it out with someone and, and get to the bottom of those ideas and those choices, and we can
1: find some empathy for each other and Absolutely. some, you know, some really common ground. Absolutely. And I think ultimately that's it. So whatever decision you make, whatever decision our friends who are also moms make, yes, let's recognize that these are decisions that are made with the best interest of our kids at heart. And yes. let's honor those decisions from a place of respect and of love. And like you said, Empathy, empathy. We just got to empathize that yeah. these are not easy decisions that any of us are making, but we're making the decisions that are in the best interest of our kids. Absolutely, we're just doing the best we can, y'all. I think we're
0: just old. doing the best we're we can, can just doing y'all. The best we can. That's gonna be our tagline. I think. <laughs> it be our tagline? <laughs> I, really I think, think we a... need a
1: tagline. We're doing the best we can, y'all. The best we're How you doing? We just doing the best we can. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We found it. And so we're gonna wrap this one up, and let's wrap up with a few questions. We've been talking a little bit about some heavy stuff here. We talked a lot about the homeschool decision to do online versus virtual learning with our sons. We talked a little bit about social justice and and raising our kids when we have the pandemic of COVID and we also have the pandemic of racism that mm. are running rampant. Our podcast family doesn't know a lot about us. Honestly, I don't know that much about you, but no. I'm excited to learn. Yep. And again, everything I know about you is Things I know about you from seeing you at five o'clock in the morning. That's right. And some of you might question why that is. Tune in for the next episode. We will explore <laughs> more to follow. More to follow about how Tara <laughs> and I started our relationship <laughs> in a very dark room at a bar at five o'clock in the morning. That's and right. we've just done that several days a week for a couple of years now. Basically. Let's do some quick fire questions. How's that sound? Perfect. So let's start. What color do you prefer? Black or white?
0: Well, I'm a thicker milkshake, so I like the black. I wear a lot of black. Black is my color. That is my signature color. Black is
1: the new black.
0: (laughs) Black is the only black.
1: (laughs) Both of us are of a certain age. So 90s (laughs) hip hop, West Coast or East Coast? Ooh,
0: ooh, mm. I'm not going to be able to give you a good answer on that. So I'm going to give you my uh, Ride the Fence answer, which is at the time, if you'd asked me in those 90s, it would have been West Coast. But I've, I've come on over to the East Coast in my old age. <laughs> you were totally hedging <laughs> your bets I've come here. Over, I've come over to the East Coast. i going to pick middle. <laughs> That's right. Well, and you know, I'm from Texas. So I mean, it's really all about I really had a thing at the time that Miami Bay scene. And okay. that's, that's Southern playlist kind of thing. That's You're a
1: Southern player. <laughs> I love it. And let's ask one more quick fire question. Manicure or pedicure? Oh, pedicure. Pedicure all day. Let me see them. Toes. No, 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 no,
0: no, no, no. I haven't had a pandemic pedicure yet. So you can't look at them right now. But when I DM getting those services done, it is always a pedicure.
1: <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. That is fantastic.
0: So, Kanji, now you have to answer some of those questions as well. I know you said, obviously, you agree with me, black is the new black. Right.
1: Because purple was not an option. That's right. You obviously.
0: Uh, so, East Coast or West Coast?
1: West Coast. I'm from California, West Coast hip hop. Oh,
0: okay. And
1: manicure or pedicure? I'm going to say neither. Really? Yes, you were allowed to straddle the fence and just, you know, oh, run the middle on that so one just So just whatever do self-care I'm you gonna want I'm going to say neither, day. I'm okay. going to say neither because I just haven't had the time
0: <laughs> All right,
1: all right mm-hmm. Hashtag We're doing the best we can, y'all <laughs> Hashtag doing the best we can, doing the best we can <laughs> And with that, let's wrap it up, podcast family Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of our conversation. We look forward to having you be a part of our next conversation as we dive deeper into this crazy world of motherhood.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts and make sure to leave us a five star rating. You're going to make sure you see the new episodes. So hit subscribe. We're so excited to have you.
1: Absolutely. we're doing the best we can y'all We <laughs> hashtag doing the best we can podcast family we hope that you join us on our next episode when Tara and I dive into a discussion about motherhood and why it is just so hard <laughs> I was like I, I needed more I know um, um Think about Let's think. We're going to think about it again. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. for sure. Absolutely. I'll just absolutely. Like, I'll be your <laughs> you be, yeah, yeah. You don't need to be that. You can just be your <laughs> hype man. Okay. Hype
0: man. That's right. You got this. Kaji. <laughs> play, boy, Play. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Join us for our next episode when Tara and I are going to discuss our favorite topic. Everyone's favorite. Everyone's topic. favorite topic. Yeah mom guilt mom guilt and we have some stories to share with you